I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. AEW has existed from day one as the most hyper-scrutinized wrestling promotion in recorded history. The consensus, amongst the reasonable fans anyway, is that the AEW of 2022 isn't as good as the AEW that was promised in the dreamlike build to All Out 2021. And yet, AEW's still pretty great and simultaneously collapsing and past its peak at the same time somehow. With that in mind, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are 10 Bad habits AW must kick right now. Number 10. The chase is often better than the run. Is Tony Khan better at building stars than simply presenting wrestlers as stars? Khan is fantastic at structuring a push. Wardlow seethed in the background before showing his appreciation of the crowd and discovering his agency at the same time. Hangman Page told a bold and emotionally resonant mental health story, somehow in the silly context of pro wrestling. Wheeler Utah across every TV match in 2022 showed that bit more tenacity, fire and endurance in what was a masterclass in crowd psychology and character development. Wardlow's run hasn't worked out as expected outside of a great defence opposite Orange Cassidy. Hangman's in-ring work was special but his main event storyline with Adam Cole was overshadowed and Wheeler Utah just sort of existed as a babyface after his breakthrough moment. The money is in the chase and Khan is proving the adage to be true. And Someone like Wardlow isn't exactly helped by the super stacked roster around him. More on that in a bit. Whenever he has a middling week or two, suddenly about 15 wrestlers start looking good with the TNT title photoshopped around their waist. Number 9. The Excessive Signing Spree. At this point at least, there aren't any employable free agents left. Surely. This should ensure that Khan focuses on what he has beyond the odd Mance Warner cameo or Forbidden Door opening. W. Morrissey was a particularly pointless signing. Now, don't get me wrong, he is in outrageous shape and played the monster very effectively on Impact, but his signing is yet another instance of impulsive greed. Anthony Ogogo has incredible potential, but he just can't escape Dark. His character work shone in a regrettable program with Cody. It was a flawed vehicle for a go-go, but he deserved the opportunity. Piss Boy is still great crack, and a go-go should have been introduced as the muscle for MJF's new faction. Adding new talents constantly just isn't moving the needle, and it's only sabotaging those on the roster that haven't even begun to show what they can do. Number 8. Recycled Storylines At this point, Tony Khan should book an angle in which a wrestler 
Chancellor is told by some faction boss or other that they aren't worth recruiting. Much of US wrestling is built on disrespect, and being told that one isn't worthy of being in a stable is now far worse than being called a bitch. You don't want to be in my stable of losers? You then, let's have a match on Rampage, is a horribly over-familiar plot device in AEW. Some would argue that they took the piss with this nearly three years ago when the Dark Order, Nightmare Collective and Inner Circle all recruited wrestlers concurrently. Conversely, AEW has also perfected the trope via the Blackpool Cuckold Combat Club. Sorry. MJF told me to say that. Never again will fans see a better display of earning the spot or a more authoritative endorsement than John Moxley welcoming Wheeler Utah into the fold, which is all the more reason to abandon the device elsewhere. Number seven, recurring pacing issues. Three years in and Tony Khan is about as good at telling the time as a f**k-wit WWE heel losing a beat-the-clock challenge. Remember when Ruby Soho's arm got broken? The commentary team basically said, well, sucks for her. She needs more help, but there's a kick-ass match on next, guys. Remember when Chris Jericho threw a goddamn fireball in Eddie Kingston's face? No medical updates were received and relayed throughout the night. It was just another thing that happened. Remember when Roosh turned on his own bloody brother? That is the ultimate holy crap moment when you apply critical thought to it. It is an ostensibly massive profound thing to do. The angle lasted mere second and has barely been touched since. Excalibur reads out upcoming matches like he's performing a weird Al Yankovic version of Informer by Snow. Let him breathe. Let everything breathe, Tony. Number six, ignoring the ranking system. AEW has never told fans how the rankings are arrived at and don't always adhere to them anyway. The device is used so selectively, it renders it difficult to invest in and take seriously. The issue is even more pronounced in the tag team division, so much so that FDR never receiving a bloody title shot has become a meme at this point. Wins and losses matter in a general sense. Nobody goes on a streak of wins that is subsequently ignored and the open challenge allows Khan a shortcut to certain matches. But imagine if Khan booked four singles men's superstars to go on an absolute tear simultaneously. That would make for immense, unpredictable drama of the sort that his episodic TV lacks. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Number five, a lapse in what the rules are in general. It is really irritating when the rules change constantly. Tony Khan is the kayfabe off-screen GM of AEW. He is the matchmaker and has used a Jack Tunney-adjacent intervening power only rarely. There is 
thank God, no on-screen authority figure. There is no storyline championship committee. Tony Khan is the sole decision maker. Why then has Christian Cage booked two separate tag tile defenses on behalf of Jurassic Express in 2022? It is one thing for a blood feud to develop and for a star to challenge their fellow star rival to a pay-per-view match. Khan's not going to not sign off on that in kayfabe, but it is quite another for Cage to act as guest Booker. Also, the Smart Mark Sterling petition gimmick is terrible because it's never explained that he's some deluded goof. The implication is that had he procured the required signatures, Swerve Strickland might have been out of there. Why do officials only separate certain brawls? The answer is because Khan doesn't want main event rivals to touch before the match, but that is another inconsistency that must be addressed. Number four, attaching meaningless stakes to matches. The absolute worst take in all of wrestling discourse is that Tony Khan doesn't tell stories. He tells too many, if anything. A couple of months back on Dynamite, the hapless John Silver attempted to present the Butcher and the Blade with matching Budge t-shirts. He was decked in response before being saved by Hangman Page, thus setting up a match between the two teams on that week's Rampage. What a phenomenally useless he angled that was. The match could have simply existed again as a fixture. Presumably, that's why both teams were interviewed backstage. The match was happening already. Did a living soul say, oh no, poor John Silver, blast the butcher and the blade for refusing his offer of a t-shirt. Oh, I hope he kicks their ass. This isolated event hardly matters in and of itself, but the desperate urge to add any story beat to everything just makes too much of Dynamite feel contrived. Number three, hacking Rampage to death. Don't get me wrong, there are many reasons why Rampage has faded. It simply isn't the show that was first advertised. The vast majority of meaningful story advancement happens on Dynamite, and Rampage isn't even the destination for one great match per week anymore. It is, search your feelings, you know this to be true, skippable 6 out of 10 fair. Elevation with only slightly better and slightly less predictable matches. One small part of its decline is how rushed it all feels. It's as if Tony Khan is desperate to get content content out as opposed to allowing the fans to really immerse themselves in it. Almost every week there's a hard open straight to in-ring action and it's a hard one to articulate but it feels self-conscious like the audience is being tricked into watching something. It doesn't feel sure of itself and if it was you'd get the full grandiose presentation entrances and all. An entrance is integral to both the story and the feeling that characters and matches are important. This device and the damning crowd sweetening effects make it seem as though Khan is almost hiding something. Number two, interrupted backstage promos. The weird thing about this problem is that Tony Khan must know that it is horrendously contrived. New Japan gets this sort of thing absolutely spot on. The post-match comments cut by wrestlers drenched in sweat put over the match that just happened as a war in addition to providing a realistic sports-orientated means of telling their story. In his defense, Khan has listened to an extent certain backstage promo exchange are set up in what is a ufc light format in which the schedule opponents agreed to promote their match without one of them sliding up conveniently, as happens the other half of the time. The blocking of those segments, which still happen all too often, is an absurd and unconvincing narrative convenience that makes the show feel like it's written and not something that's just simply unfolded organically. Just how many people are milling around backstage just waiting for a promo to interrupt with a pre-prepared zinger? Isn't AW meant to be parodying sports 
entertainment. And number one, press conferences. If there was never much need for any pro wrestling company to conduct a press conference, there is no need now. Building matches in this context isn't as compelling a vehicle as episodic television, but conversely, anything uttered that is actually candid or interesting only makes episodic television feel fake in contrast. The press conference is a can't-win situation, as Tony Khan recently discovered. Ordinarily, no reporter present gets a worthwhile answer to a pressing question. The real mysteries are just no commented. The entire charade existed in the first instance as a babyface PR move. We'll talk to you, not like that isolationist WWE, but nobody actually wants to talk, unless they're CM Punk, of course. Beyond the catastrophe that was the all-out 2022 presser, don't forget either that a very vague non-answer to Kylie Ray's exit, whether it was the only viable or legal approach or not, invited a tidal wave of very ugly speculation that haunted the company for weeks afterwards. It ain't worth the risk, Tone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.